All right, and we're recording. So tonight's guest is Aaron of Armed Atlas. Uh, Aaron has a phenomenal podcast called Costly Conversations, and he also runs a YouTube channel with 1.75 thousand subs. Um, really, really engaging content. He's been interviewing guys like uh, Talo Say. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> the Talon Sai, yeah. Talon Sai. There we go. Talon Sai. Um, there's Tig, uh, Marcel Washington. There's also uh, Philip Smith, who is the uh, the president of the National African American Gun Association, of which I'm a member and an instructor. And I'm just really enjoying the conversations that you're having, not just with the, the Black 2A community, but with the 2A community as a whole. And I think it's yeah. intriguing. So, yeah, no, I'm 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 excited and I'm I'm glad to be here first of all, but I'm also glad to be uh, in a position where I can have these conversations with people in this space. So thanks a bunch for coming on. I'm truly honored. Absolutely, bro. Thank you for inviting me. Like, first of all, let me just honor this space. Thank you for you know reaching out and uh, thinking of me for the, for your show. This is uh, truly an honor and a privilege to be invited to places just to be able to talk about what I'm doing, you know, but let's talk about you for a little bit. I know, I know it's, it's not really supposed to be that, but I do want to talk about you. You know, I know that you've, you've experienced some life changes and that's exciting. Like congratulations on those, on those new things. So yeah, thanks a bunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess so, where do you, where do you want to get started? Um, let's start with the podcast because like I'm just now starting a podcast. I'm about two months into this thing and mm -hmm. You know, there's some stuff that you're doing on your podcast that's really exciting. Like your guests. Really, that's why I listen to podcasts, because I listen for the guests. No one listens to Joe Rogan to hear Joe Rogan speak. They yeah. listen for Jordan Peterson and Jocko Willink and all the other guys. So yeah, yeah. how are you getting a hold of these folks? You know what? People have a problem with Instagram right now because it seems to be shadow banning people uh, in, in a very aggressive way. But Instagram has been one of my greatest tools for growing this, we'll call it a business, but also the, the platform overall, just sending a DM, which is, it's hilarious because it's like, wait, you know, these people, they've got thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people who follow them. How are they going to see my message? Sometimes they do. And if it's not that, it's sometimes, you know, friend of a friend or, you know, in regards to Talon Sai, who he has a massive platform, uh, especially in the off-roading um, space. I actually ran into him at an event, um, the Big Daddy Unlimited Epic shoot about oh, a year and a half ago at this point. Got a chance to, you know, I, I was near the open bar, just hanging out, drinking a soda. I don't I don't really drink like that. And I turn around, I'm like, is that Talon Sai? And he's like, oh, what's up, man? <laughs> It was almost like something out of one of those um, 90s um, Nickelodeon shows where, you know, that guest appearance from that celebrity, you know, turns around and the applause is happening. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was really cool. And we, we ended up talking for like 45 minutes, just chit chatting, going over stuff, you know, discussing life. I'm like, man, I, I watched this guy creating content, creating some of the gun content that I enjoyed the most. Um, out of, out of many creators, because there's so many guys who have come before me and you and in regards to making content and putting it out there. And, you know, we just want to say, you know, thank you to those guys for their hard work and dedication, whether there was a reward or not, they worked really hard and put stuff out and, you know, I benefited from it. So thank you to those guys. But in regards to um, talent, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful that 
guys like him exist where, you know, we're, we're meeting in an open place. He doesn't know me from Adam and we're just having a conversation about all sorts of things, you know, open book, talking about the business end of things where being in the two way space, creating content is kind of lonely in the sense that, you know, who are you going to talk to is about YouTube analytics, about um, how to make sure your podcast is reaching new people. So like, who, who are you going to talk to? You're going to talk to your wife or your, your, your significant others. You're going to talk to your friends or they're probably, you know, if you're obsessed like I am, they're going to get tired of it pretty quick. So <laughs> that's, um, that's how I met talent specifically, but a lot of, um, of the other people is really just reaching out um, and realizing that the two a space, um, but more specifically the black two a space. And that's kind of the main chunk of uh, individuals I spoke, I've spoken to is guys and girls in the gun space who, who are black and proud of it. And they're just super, super open and uh, super willing to have conversations. And that's, um, that's been, that's been really cool is just being able to send a DM and be like, Hey, I, I would love if you came on the show. I want to, I want to tell you a story. Can we, can we tell you a story? And more, more often than not, they say yes. Every once in a while you get a no. And that's always a little disappointing or sometimes it's a, I'm kind of busy right now. And that's understandable. That's understandable. But I'm just thankful to, to be in this position. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Um, you know, using uh, Instagram. I've been using Facebook. Um, let's see. I think I might have one or two guests that came on via YouTube. Like I would just leave a comment and I didn't think it would go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe two weeks later, they come back and say, yeah, you're still available. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you never know who's, you know, really excited to, you know, hop on and, do some cross promotion. And that's, that's kind of the best part about platforms like these is the cross promotion is easy. You hop on, I have content, you have content. And now we, you know, we're sharing, um, sharing in the benefits of letting each other's, you know, audience know like, Hey, you know, this, this is available. If you want to consume more content kind of like this or more content in this, in this vein, cause it's not always the same. Um, that's uh that's cool. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. I'm here. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm eating this up right now. <laughs> so you've had some really cool people coming on uh, lately. Um, who can we look forward to here in the future? Is that something I can ask about? Or yeah, shoot. I, I was actually, <laughs> I just put out a post saying like, hey guys, should I, should I be kind of sharing the schedule? Cause you know, I don't know if that's, if that's content, you know, sometimes you got to have that content brain of like, what are people actually interested in? I thought maybe I should do like an actual video and be like, Hey guys, look forward to these conversations. One of the biggest shows that I'm looking forward to is uh, walk the talk America. Their podcast. They talk a lot about mental health, especially in the firearm space and two a, you know, di uh, uh, you know, sphere. And so those guys are coming on the show. Uh, actually they're taking Dez's spot. We we had a scheduling snafu with Destiny or Dez of uh, Nina De La Flores for those who know her, and so she's coming on the show just a little bit later, and they're going to be on the show on the twenty third. So depending on when this comes out, people may or may not have an opportunity to tune in live because we've we've shifted the show to a live show to kind of get more audience involvement and make sure that we can answer your questions on the spot. There's always plenty of questions. Um, 
uh, Michael from MJS Firearms, he's coming up. Um, should be on the 26th, which is a Sunday. We've introduced a Sunday show to the to the live format just because a lot of even my, my Patreon guys who, you know, they are awesome. We just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who's ever supported me on Patreon, even if it was just for like five minutes. Thank you. You didn't have to do that. I love you. And um, so Michael from MJS Firearms, he's coming on the show. He'll be live. And um, I think he's in Chicago at that point, but it's going to be really cool. His story is super interesting because he's actually gotten into two self-defense shootings, which I don't want to glorify having to get into self-defense shootings because that's not the point. But the point is it's happened and it's happened twice at this point. Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask a hard question like, bro, how are you so unlucky? But I do want to talk about some of that, some of the preparation that went into being able to successfully defend yourselves from armed robbers and people who might take your life. And that is an additional hard conversation to have. So the theme of the, uh, the, the name of the podcast, Costly Conversations, I think is going to kind of um, fulfill its, its namesake in that regard. The Gun Collective, that's a big show. Um, the, John from The Gun Collective, he's, uh, he's been in this space for a long time. He does. Some about John Patton? Yeah. He's coming on the show. He's, uh, he's actually been kind of, I'm, I'm hesitant to call people friends, but he's been a fantastic resource and a guy who, if I have a question, he's super quick to just answer. I don't have to wait three, four days for an answer. He's going to respond within probably a few hours. And, um, that's just, I'm thankful for that. So John, if you hear this, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Um, that's coming up on March uh, the 2nd and skipping down. I'm, I'm leaving that Thursday of March the 9th open because my brother has a birthday. It's his 18th. I'm thinking I might travel. So if I don't, we'll fill it. But if we do, you know, cool. Yeah. Instructor Blue is the week after that. Um, he's um, kind of big in the space in regards to, you know, tactical stuff, clearing rooms. He's also a workout junkie on a, this awesome fitness journey. If you've ever seen him and hold my guns, that's, uh, that's a conversation I'm, I'm super excited for because Serge Oil Albright. Yes. Yeah. I'm super yeah. excited for this one as you would know, because she's doing something interesting and with her organization of creating uh, a space per se where people can voluntarily say like, Hey, I'm not okay. I need help. I can't trust myself with the tools that normally I could. I don't want to surrender them to the government or somewhere that is going to cost me astronomical amounts to do so. Can you just hold my guns? And I want to talk to her about that. You know, what's the inspiration behind something like that? Like, is there a personal story that lines up with that? Is, is has there been issues, any pushback, things like that? Those are conversations I want to have. And then, um, a little bit different Zani from the off grid life. I've been following her for about a year. She moved out to New Mexico with her family originally from Atlanta and has been living off grid doing her thing on her property. Um, and it's like, that's kind of cool. Like this, there's, there's some crossover with the gun stuff, but costly conversations about is about, is about more than just guns. So I'm uh, I'm excited to have her on the show, and we'll we'll stop there. But those are some of the upcoming guests, and uh, hopefully we didn't take too long just kind of going over names. 
oh no this is awesome like i'm i'm really i really kind of nerd out over you know the stories you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i'm yeah. talking like the more the more training that i get and the more places that i go and matches that i shoot you talk to some of these people and it's like you know it's not really so much about the tools that we use it's about the people that use them yeah so it's that's where the real learning really happens for me at least you know so I, I think that's so. really interesting yeah so, I so. so um so how did you get started with this thing yeah see that's a funny story so I'm going to blame Tig, Marshall Davis, who's, in my mind, one of the top, most influential uh, firearms instructors in the country, black or white, you know, or otherwise, but specifically in the, on the kind of the black side of things, she's probably the most respected amongst all the names that you can bring up. You know, she's, uh, I don't know if ambassador is the term, but she's uh, the poster child for USCCA. Um, along with a few others. Um, she's actually got content on the USCCA website. If you're a member, you can see some of her videos, which is really cool. Um, but I saw her in a commercial and one day I reached out and was like, hey, I'm interested in doing some training. She referred me to NAGA in my city. I just moved from Virginia to Texas. And she said, hey, check out um, the NAGA website. There's, there's a club probably in your area. The nearest club was two hours away in Dallas. I'm in East Texas. Um, closer to Louisiana than, you know, most other things in Texas, you know, at a, at a place called Tyler, you know, there's Marshall Longview for those who know East Texas. And so I had to drive, well, first I called the number, my guy, Will, he's, you know, one of my best friends now picked up and was like, Hey, yeah, you can um, come out. We're doing a range day on this day. I'm like, okay, cool. And I show up and there's more black people than I've ever seen before shooting guns in a safe and very responsible way. I'm just like, this is awesome. Um, I got to do this all the time. Ended up spending way too much gas money going back and forth to Dallas, basically every single month. Um, <laughs> and, and every once in a while, I would just go out and link up with like Will, who was running the club. Um, he still is. Um, Henry Johnson Gun Club out of Dallas, if you guys are interested in finding a, a gun club with people who you know really do care. And eventually I got to a point where like, I want to kind of document my journey per se. Started the Instagram page. I was like, this is kind of the easiest way to do that, you know, to kind of show what we're doing. And then I was out mountain biking on Thanksgiving day. Seems like a good thing to do. And I misjudged something, tore up my ACL for the second time. And I was kind of out. You can't really run around shooting if you don't have a leg. It's very difficult to do that. So I was like, okay, well, this sucks. But I still want to stay engaged and involved and kind of, you know, stay in this thing. And then I was like, and I, I really do feel like there's stories that we need to tell with the guys who are in this club because we're I'm seeing like a crazy range of people in the gun club, guys who are like kind of like more, I guess, democratic or or who would, who would identify as Democrat or identify as liberal, uh, but yet they're part of a, an actual gun club. They're shooting AKs and ARs. And I'm like, okay, well, that bucks the, 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 the trend of things that we've been showing. Um, I feel like we should tell this story. Then we have guys who are black, into guns, and who lean right, who are perfectly fine with shooting next to their left-leaning you know, brother or sister in arms. And I'm like, 
or, you know, more than just arms. And I'm like, yo, this is um, a story that I want to tell. And so as I'm kind of going down the list of people I've run into and, you know, personalities that I've seen, I'm just like, I got to get Will on the show to kind of explain what's going on or create a show, create some sort of podcast, create some sort of interview thing. And at that point, I think I, I caught COVID. Yeah, because this was kind of shifting more into the January time frame, And the snapocalypse happened. I caught COVID. It was kind of a, a cacophony of things. And so catching COVID, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have two weeks of just nothing but time and body aches and chills and a bad cough. And I also had a, uh, how old was she? She was probably like a year. Yeah, she was about a year. My 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 oldest daughter was about a year old at that point, and <laughs> that was that was rough. But you know, I'm, yeah. so I'm, I'm YouTubing and I'm Googling and I'm just doing everything I can to like gain some knowledge on how do I make a podcast look good? Because I'm seeing a lot of podcasts, people trying to do podcasts, and they all suck. Like y'all, <laughs> y'all trash. Yeah. <laughs> no no this one's fantastic this is like out the gates like hot like this is this is great and um but a lot of people they get on and they kind of settle you know and i, I didn't want to be part of the problem in regards to okay how do we sound as good as we can how do we look as good as we can and i'm cheap as heck so like i'm not trying to spend a bunch of money um i'm trying to jump into something that might not work out and yeah. in regards to like financially working out, it still hasn't really worked out necessarily. Like I'm not, you know, in the black per se, but I'm, I'm kind of back to the story. Finally kind of getting to a point where I'm like, okay, I think we're ready to launch. Like, I'm, I think, let me, let me see who can I, who can I get on the show? And um, one of the guys who's a member of the club, I had him on, he was the first episode. That episode's not, currently up just with the way i edited it it was kind of hard to translate over to the podcast because it was chunks and eventually i might bring it over as kind of like a throwback thursday type thing but it was my guy um zo um from midland um defense out of dallas and you know he he told his story he's from new york he moved to texas and you know he found out that he could own firearms and he could be safe and responsible. He can become an instructor. He can teach people how to do this. And you know, it is a whole new world for him. And I'm like, yo, this is a story I want to tell. And I, I still have a clip in my phone somewhere where it's like, he's talking about like, you know, the police are, you know, minutes away. I, I, I might not have that kind of time. I need the tools to be able to defend myself because no one else is going to do it. And so that's kind of been like the, the through point of this, every single episode almost where people are expressing like, Hey, listen, I, I know that I don't have the time that I'd like, you know, I was, I was just doing some training and they were like, Hey, listen, like in an, in an active shooter situation between the time where the f shots first start. And by the time the, the blue way per se shows up, you might, it might be six to 10 minutes in this area. So, you know, you've got work to do and make sure you know, that 10 minutes is well used. And um, that's just the reality. We don't, we don't have all the time in the world. There are crazy people, you know, literal ax murderers out there who just want to hurt people. It's not about guns. It's about 
defending ourselves from people with the best tools possible, you know, defending our loved ones. You know, for me, I have two beautiful girls defending those two. And, you know, I have a wife defending her. I have other people I care about defending people in my sphere. And hopefully if I'm not able to, hopefully they can help defend me too. But ultimately um, the show started in this space and I've, I've always kind of wanted it to, sh- uh, um, to cover more than just guns or, or anything I want to talk about. I want, you know, if I want to talk about politics one day, I want to be, you know, I, I need to be able to do that. If I want to talk about health food, I want to be able to do that. But <laughs> because kind of like in the sense, you know, I don't want to call myself Joe Rogan, you know, the most legendary podcasters of our day. Um, I don't just because of, of, more specifically in the sense that he, he, he's been in comedy for many years. You know, he grew up doing martial arts, MMA. This has been such an important part of my life, the, the firearms part. So it's always coming up in conversations. Like I can't have a conversation that doesn't somehow kind of, it, it finds its way in. Like, it's like, a, <laughs> it's like one of those things, but it doesn't, it's not always about that for those who are wondering about the show, cross the conversations. Um, it's, that's not, always the focus but it often comes up because it's something i really care about and then you being able to defend yourself you know whoever's listening you yourself me myself being able to or defend ourselves with the best tools available to civilians you know responsibly and safely in a in a way that's responsible that's important so that's uh that's how the show started and uh how it's going it's going really well in the sense that we've got plenty of people who love the show and plenty of guests who come on. We recently had a New York times bestselling author, uh, Larry Korea came on the show to talk about his upcoming book. And um, that was cool. The book wasn't even out yet. And his publicist sent me an email said, Hey, I saw you had an interview with, uh, Oh, this book. Look at that. In defense of the the second Second amendment. Amendment. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's I'm right. going to start this right after, you know, my current book right now. Right now I'm reading, um, what am I reading right now? Right now I'm reading Verbal Judo by Ooh. Dr. George Thompson. I need to read so. that. I literally just heard about that the other day and I was like, okay, well, I guess that's next on my list. So, you know, they say uh, leaders are readers. So good job. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But um, kind of in, in conclusion to that story, um, now we're at a point where, Larry Korea's publicist is shooting me email saying, Hey, I saw you did an interview with uh, Antonia Okafor. She did the, uh, a review on our book and we want to see it. We think this is a good fit. Can we come on your show? I'm just like, "Eh, okay. Well, when do you want to do it? Yeah. So that's, um, that's really cool. And I don't think I would have seen myself at this point two years ago. I don't know where I would have seen it. And I'm glad I had to work for, every little piece of this um i'm glad i didn't become like some overnight sensation because i don't think i would have been mentally matured enough to appreciate you know there's been a lot of nights where i'm literally up at 3 a.m or waking up at 4 a.m and my butt hurts because i've been sitting in this chair i'm like oh gosh oh i should probably go to bed i gotta work you know (laughs) foolishness like that and people don't see that like they they don't see it and i don't know if they would appreciate it per se, you know, because they probably like, well, why didn't you do that earlier? Listen, my life's complicated. I don't always have that kind of time, but 
I'll, I'll be up at 3 a.m. until we uh, make enough that we can hire an editor or something. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm living that life right now. Yeah, I um, I respect it. I think the most rewarding part of doing a podcast like this is just, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. Um, mm-hmm. It's bitter in that you're hearing about, you know, a lot of these folks and the, some of them are going through like the the scariest day of their lives, like the yeah. worst day of their life. And that's how they get into firearms. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sweet in listening to the transformation and the ownership in their own and their own uh, personal safety and the safety of their families. And then also seeing the growth, you know, yeah, seeing how their skills and their confidence grow. And that's, man, dude, that's, if I could bottle that and sell it at Walmart or even just give it away on the street corner, dude, that's what makes this whole thing worth it. Right. I'd give it away. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. So incredibly awesome. So yeah. are you seeing stories like that on your podcast? Like you've, you've had a couple yeah. Yeah. I've had way too many, uh, situations where, you know, a young lady has abusive, um, one of the actual stories, um, Danny from defensive unicorns, her ex-husband, she's married to a guy who finds himself in a substance abuse situation and it transforms him from a, a regular, you know, average Joe to an incredibly violent man who is willing to do whatever become vindictive. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't there, but Clearly, you know, she's filing domestic violence reports. She's telling us about it. She's, um, he said, she said she kicked in her door at one point, tried to run her off the road, slashed her tires. Um, anytime the police would, she would, you know, he would show up, she would call the police and he would time it because he knew their response times. Then he would, he would get far enough away where, you know, I was like, okay, well, we don't see him. We don't have any evidence or, you know, things like that. And, you know, just abusing not just her, but the system and understanding that um, he could get away with being, you know, just a, a, a bad human, a bad person. And so the stories like that where, you know, she's traumatized because he would literally take a gun and shoot it next to her head to, to scare her, to create trauma. And she eventually had to overcome that trauma. Now she's a firearms instructor married to another firearms instructor in our space. And, you know, love them as a couple. They're, they're, they're freaking awesome. And um, seeing that overcomer story where it's like, okay, she understood that restraining order. is a piece of paper. It doesn't matter. You, you, you know, if someone's running at you with a knife, you put that restraining order in front of them, it's probably going to get cut through as, as they stab you. Um, so, be smart, you know, like take precautions that are beyond just, you know, I'm going to point a gun at you if, if, you know, something goes down because that's not always the answer, but kind of coming to a point where it's like, okay, I need to take my personal safety into my own hands. Supreme court has already decided it's not the responsibility of police to defend you from criminals, defend you from harm. They're not liable, which is smart on their end where, Literally, that's a lawsuit every single day if they were responsible for your safety. So that means it's, it's up to you. It's on you. So that those are just one of the stories. And there, there's been others with self-defense situations um, where a guy is literally uh, has home invaders in his home and he has to use his firearm to defend himself. And, you know, others who, you know, realize that it's their responsibility 
Let me get have the best tools available. Let me get training. Let me just do beyond the bare minimum. But yes, these are the stories that get told on Costly Conversations. And um, I'm honored that they would come on the platform and tell their stories because they didn't have to. They didn't have to. It's incredible to listen to them. So, yeah, bittersweet. So, let's see. Are there any other... Let's see. I know that there's some... There's some other ventures coming down the pipe. Like there's this, um, well, not other ventures. There's other passions that you have. Um, one passion that you have, we were talking about a little bit on the pre-show. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a there's a Black 2A event that's happening in East Texas. Um, yeah. I'm really, really interested in that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll let's talk about the my other YouTube channel because I have two. And then yeah, we'll, I'm we'll segue. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 perfectly fine. Let's. I just I want to use that to segue down into the event that we have coming up because I think that's kind of a culmination, like the ultimate culmination of what this um, online persona, uh, Armed Atlas, has been. Because that's you know my name is Aaron, but you know that's what my mom calls me. That's what my wife calls me. Well, she calls me other things too, but. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what's on the birth certificate. But when you see me online, whether it's like uh, on Instagram or YouTube, in regards to like just gun content, purely gun content, it's Armed Atlas. Uh, I got the name via a long story. We'll, we'll tell that on a different podcast. Tell you what, if we do this again, I'll tell that story. And um, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, hold me to it. I might forget. <laughs> I will. I will. And, yeah. And so with that you know we started on instagram and we we're like okay well let's let's do the podcast and you know now that i'm finally mended up you know i can actually put out real gun content like eventually my knee did heal up and you know i had a second surgery after that but before that um i was like well i think we can do some some like actual gun videos like that's part of what i've wanted to do is actually go out and shoot some guns and you know show some of the progress um decide whether or not a gun is is worth it in my opinion. Some of the coolest people I've ever met or seen are people who review guns, and I kind of just wanted to be part of that. Um, and I don't know if my opinion's the the most important opinion. I think really the best opinion is yours per se. Uh, you know, whoever's watching the video, and you find that out really quick on the internet. You say, you know, I like the Hellcat. And that's actually my best performing video right now. Is uh, I did a review of the Hellcat and I was like, yeah, it's kind of snappy, but it's fine. If you like it, you can buy it, you know? And the amount of people who are like, oh, that's not snappy. Grow up, pair. You know, I shoot 45 out of my pinky. You know, it's like, okay. All right, buddy. <laughs> well, I can appreciate your, uh, your super diesel manliness. I know you, you literally just, you know, go to the gas station and pour yourself a pint of diesel in the morning just to wake up. But, you know, I'm not like that. I'm I'm kind of a regular guy who shoots guns as often as I can. But, you know, I don't I don't know if my shooting experience has left me in a position where I enjoy shooting little tiny guns that go bang and literally want to do backflips out of my hand. Just not really my thing. But so, you know, ultimately what I'm trying to say is you really do kind of realize like, okay, everybody has an opinion. And I've, I've had, um, 
the honor and the privilege of having um, different items, gear sent over. You know, I've gone to different trade shows for gun stuff. You meet some of the marketing managers and they're like, hey, you know, I, I like you. It's all about relationships in the space. Like if you don't have a relationship with people, don't, you know, it's not going to be as cool for you. So you go and you run into people and you develop relationships and they'll send you something. You try to be as honest and as upfront as you can be. Um, and every once in a while, you run into a product that really does suck or that you don't see value in the way somebody else might. And I actually ran into an item um, where they sent it out and I really wasn't feeling it. Like I really felt like this specific item was unfortunately more of, more of a gimmick. Like it, had, it was a cool premise, but in execution, there is a lot of holes not necessarily worth the amount that they're asking for it. In my opinion, the amount of people who came on the, the came into the comment section and said, no, I, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Like, I love this product. It fits every one of my nights. I'm like, Hey bro, thank you for saying that. I'm so glad it helped you. <laughs> like I have no problem with you enjoying this product. My problem with it is it's just not good for me not good for my price conscious self. I already told you I'm incredibly cheap. The item was 300 bucks and it didn't do other th the things that I expected to do in its class, you know, in my opinion. So unfortunately when you get into the review space and I know you've reviewed a few things yourself on, on the Memphis beach channel, um, people have opinions and they'll either let you know that they agree with you. And that's part of the problem is people watch videos for confirmation bias um, yeah. or they get very upset or the craziest thing happens where there's somebody's actually watching is like, Hey, I love your review. This is confirmation. I need to go buy this right now. And you're just like, wow, uh, my opinion holds weight. This is scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> Y'all really trust me to tell you to, 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 you know, spend your hard earned money. Like this is not a great time. You know, if you have all the disposable income, that's one thing, but people are literally trusting you your, your opinion to help motivate their purchases of the money that can either go towards a product or go towards feeding their family and their kids college fund. You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel this tremendous responsibility every time I say something about a product to be as honest as I can be, whether it's a gift or, or not, you know, whether they, you know, I, I've never been paid for a video, but that's not something I, I can entirely rule out. I think um, based on some previous conversations, I think a production fee is, is important uh, for us in this space, especially because, you know, I have a camera guy and a lot of this stuff he's done is done as a favor, but we need to get to a point where he's being paid on a regular basis. Every time he touches a camera, you know, it's good business to do that. And so, you know, I got to pay him and I got to, you know, pay for some of these, you know, some of this stuff. So I don't have a problem with, and a lot of your favorite YouTubers do this, charging a flat production fee, not for an opinion, but just the production. And then, kind of going from there um but even still you know if your product sucks i'm gonna tell you and you know, we might not be able to do the video you know if, if it's gonna offend you that much but if your product sucks i'm gonna tell you yeah so i see a lot of channels do that too you know mm -hmm. it's like um you can't some of these channels you can't tell the viewer you can't tell if it's a review or an advertisement yeah and, and you do need to position that in a way that's transparent enough um, you know, call it an overview, say like top 10 things. Hey, be, be specific. Hey, they sent this out. They wanted a review. And, you know, if you want to tell me more like, oh, they paid for, you know, whatever, but 
you do need to have a certain level of transparency. And I think I've been able to do that every single time because that's actually, you know, the law. I think it's like an FCC uh, thing where you, you do need to be very clear if you were being compensated in, in any way. Um, or you get locked up unless you're like Kim Kardashian or something and, or, you know, it doesn't matter. I think it's more of a fine to be clear, but, and just to kind of circle it back to the thing we were going to talk about, the culmination of kind of the armed Atlas online persona per se, which is, it's my personality. I, I don't, I don't think I sauce it up at all for the camera. I, I try to just be myself, um, maybe a little bit, you know, quicker just so people aren't super bored. Cause I talk kind of slow in my opinion, but, um, the cool thing is like, okay, after all these, you know, videos and it's not that many videos and all the different interactions that I've had with people in the 2A community, all the podcasts and kind of understanding what the 2A community needs, what the black 2A community needs and having built some relationships, especially relationships with the local guys in my city, um, realizing that we need to do more for the people who have never been in the gun space at all. We need to do more, especially for, I would say, the black community specifically, who traditionally, in, in, at least in recent years, has been conditioned to not just hate guns, but to believe that they're uh, um, probably one of the uh, bigger reasons why you could potentially be killed is just owning one. You know, whether it's they think, oh, it's illegal for me to own a gun, depending on where you are, maybe, or, or, well, if I, if I own this gun, if I carry this gun, I'm more likely to be killed. Just a lot of fallacies, a lot of lies that are believed by the black community as a whole. I wanted to debunk some of those. And I think the best way to do that is to host an event, which we're hosting um, April 8th, hopefully by the time this comes out, people have been able to either learn about it or, or just kind of follow up um, and see how it went. But on April 8th, we're having an event here in my city, Tyler, Texas. And I'm collaborating with a local gun range who they reached out and said like, hey, let's do an event. And I was like, okay, cool. If we're gonna do this one, let's do it right. Um, let's invite people out. And for a very low door fee, let's get them um, some introductory training. Let's get some guns in their hands, some ammo in their pockets, some opportunity for prizes. Hornady, um, who I met at the NA, uh, the NRA convention, which some people in the space have a problem with NRA. I was there for a very specific reason, to meet people, to cover the event to, to a point. To, I mean, that's they gave me a media pass, so I had to cover it a little bit. But <laughs> the biggest thing was, okay, let's see what companies we can partner with because we do cool stuff. And I want to make sure that you know, we can keep developing relationships because this stuff isn't free, you know? So they, I sent an email to their marketing manager who I really hadn't heard from in months, really. And I said, hey, listen, we're doing this event. We, we're going to have a bunch of people out, people who have never touched guns before. Um, we think it would be cool if you were part of it. And Hornady specifically was like, yeah, we're going to send some stuff out. So let's see if they do. I haven't gotten their box yet, but it may be on, the, on its way. And uh, so we just kind of put that out there and you know, hopefully they honor their words because they said, yeah, we're going to send out some ammo and some gun safes. Um, I don't think they're sending out the big ones, but like they have a lot of security uh, options. And uh, let's uh, let's give those away. Let's make sure that go, those go into hands of people who can use them, um, especially new gun owners who need to be exposed to the concepts of, you know, 
personal responsibility in safe storage, not, you know, state mandated safe storage, but like, Hey, let's make sure that, you know, there's no uh, roadblocks in the way of you making sure you're when the firearms not on you, it's stored safely and responsibly away from, you know, sticky little fingers and, you know, those who people who are generally honest, but maybe could be tempted. So that's, yeah. um, that's a cool thing. And there's, there's a few other companies that we're working with uh, specifically next belt. And um, they've been a, a, an awesome uh, industry partner. I'd say uh, they've sent me stuff and I've gotten a chance to meet some of their team and they're just awesome guys. And, you know, it's that kind of brings the question of like, Hey, can you be um, impartial or unbiased? It's hard when you actually know the guys, but you know, they expect me to be honest. So they're going to send some stuff out and, you know, I'm thankful for that relationship. And uh, there's, there's a few others who I'm not going to disclose just yet. We'll, we'll leave that as a surprise. Um, but they're sending stuff to give away to new gun owners. And that's just the coolest thing is that I can leverage kind of the power of my platform, you know, quote unquote, you know, use my powers for good uh, as my mom would say. And um, just give back to the people. Last, not this past Christmas, but previous Christmas uh, ago, we were able to do a big giveaway and give away a bunch of different stuff and a bunch of different companies. And that was cool. We didn't get a chance to do it this year just because it's been, it was so busy and that was kind of a mess. But to, to know that we can kind of continue on in the tradition of giving back, that is exciting to me in a way that's just like, bro, like I'm, I'm so excited. Like, let's go. We could do it. And it's not my money to spend, so I don't have to even feel it. I just give it away. You get a car. You get a car. We're not giving cars away. <laughs> you get a box of ammo. You get a gun safe. You get a, a med kit. You know, you get a cleaning kit. You know, it's like, yeah, let's just give it back. Why not? We got enough. Let's give it back. So that's where we are. Um, do you have any questions about the event? I, um, I think that's so that's so incredibly cool. Like I think that just the fact that you're able to get in touch with these companies and have, you know, have this event where people are actually going to walk away with stuff. Uh yeah. that that's a big deal, man. Like that's there ain't a whole lot of people out there that's able to do that. Yeah, most people who are able to do that, I, I would say are kind of bigger than me in, in a sense where I'm just like I I guess it the numbers don't necessarily matter. Um, not in the sense that there are people who are willing, like if you are willing to do the hard work, cause the online thing is one thing like, but to really have butts in seats and captive audiences and people who are coming for a purpose and a company says like, Hey, I'll, I'll contribute. Cause I believe in the second amendment being necessary for the security of a free state. And, and I believe that everyone has access to it, not just, you know, one specific subsect of a demographic, you know, traditionally like old white guys or rich white guys, or, you know, some politician and his goons or bodyguards, excuse me. Um, <laughs> and it, none of that doesn't, that doesn't hold. It's everyone who's a citizen of these United States has access. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna need all my second amendment and I want you to have it too. So come on, let's do this event where I can kind of give you some introduction stuff you know, working with people who are credible and trained and, and able to uh, uh, really give you the information. I didn't mention this, but we will. 
the USCCA is going to be involved um, because the, the local reps, you know, we have a little bit of pull with them being that we're connected to the gun range. So, you know, there's, there's a relationship there and we're just going to make sure people are straight. I'm trying to see if we can get Naga to come through. That's a little bit of a big ask just because of the dynamics there, but I think we might be able to pull it off. So tune in, see if we were able to do that. And, uh, if this comes out before then and you guys want to see that, send them a, like a bunch of DMs, see if we can't make it happen. What I'm really looking at on my schedule is I'm looking to try to get this video out um, the Monday before that event. Oh, sweet. Uh, I mean, I if, that, like the, if that works, it works. Yeah, I feel like the timing is really important, you know? Um, so um, I feel like if I put it out too early, then it uh, it'll get forgotten about. So potentially, yeah, potentially. So yeah, yeah I definitely, but, yeah. I definitely appreciate that. Hopefully people can kind of, kind of keep up with what's happening and I'll do my best to, I'm not a great social media share. I know that's kind of weird because, you know, this is, that's the job, you know, but um, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to post some video and, and some different stuff. And I'm, I'm gonna get my camera guy to come out and, um, you know, work the event and make sure we can capture some of these moments. Cause I think it's just going to be so amazing to you know see the faces of people who are maybe for the first time ever getting a chance to learn about guns in, in a positive environment. I'm not saying everybody who from the black community, who's never shot a gun before some, you know, destitute person who's never been around guns and has always been in a, some sort of gang context or whatever. That's not the case for a ton of people, but, I'm I'm excited for whoever's going to be there to be there. And to be clear, the event is open for anybody to show up, but we're doing it in such a way where I think the audience is going to be probably like 90% uh, black folks there who are interested in learning about firearms and safety. And I want everybody to learn, but this is something I'm passionate about uh, specifically for reaching this group. Uh, and in, in, in this context and for this specific event, I mean, anybody can show up though, to be, to be clear. We're not, we're not segregating and discriminating per se. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm really excited for that. I, I wish yeah. more cities would do stuff like that. I, um, yeah, like, I mean, like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to ask. It's hard to ask like a gun range to host something like that. Cause a lot of gun ranges are a little selfish. They're like, no, it's not our event. So it's like, well, why couldn't it be your event? Why couldn't we figure this out? So here in Memphis, what we do. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm an instructor at a, at a range called Top Gun Memphis. And um, it sounds cool. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to say monthly or maybe even several times a month sometimes. That just depends on, you know, the schedule and the weather and all the other things. Um, you know, we'll have a, a free shooting clinic where it doesn't cost you any money. The only thing you pay for is the one box of ammo that you would need. And, you know, it just depends on what time of year, how much that ammo costs. But, you know, here in 2023, I haven't seen it above $20. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty outstanding. Or if you can, if you could find ammo at like some other place like Bass Pro or something like that, then, you know, you could bring that ammo too. But, you know, um, a lot it, of ranges are funny about you bringing outside ammo to shoot through their guns or, you know, however, but the fact that you can do that is awesome. I'm glad to see that. Well, through our guns, you have to shoot our ammo, but the, 
what I do sometimes is if I know someone's going to be up there, like they hit me up and saying, hey, hey, Memphis, I'm going to be up here for this free shooting clinic. I'll give you some of my guns. And oh, I'll be nice. like, hey, let's let's meet up there. And, you know, if you've never shot uh, a gun with an optic or if you've never shot a 22, if you've never shot some of these other guns, I'll meet you up here and I'll let you shoot some of my stuff. And as long as it's not, you know, your uncle's hand loads, yeah. as long as it's factory ammo, then I'll let you shoot whatever. So, and yeah. a lot of our instructors will do the same thing. It's just the rental guns that you need to shoot, you know, factory ammo yeah. through. They don't, they don't want to so. blow up a rental gun. Like that's just absolutely not, not cool. <laughs> in fact, you know, it's interesting enough. I was running a, this course. It's a super long course. And that's a big reason why the show hasn't been live is it's been five weeks of a lot, but it's been worth it. I would say definitely worth it. And um, in the course, we've been doing a ton of shooting, like almost a thousand rounds, which is not that many, depending on the course that you're running. Um, and unfortunately, I got a hold of some reman. That was some of the stuff that was provided in the, in, for what we were doing. Um, and one of the shell casings it either expanded in such a way, seems like it expanded in such a way where the gun could not eject it. Um, reman is you're gonna maybe run into that, maybe. Yeah. And um, it's happened one other time where the shell casing stayed in the gun and could not couldn't leave. It's like okay, hmm. this sucks because you know we had to basically I was doing some quals, had to pause quals, go figure out a way to get this casing out. It wasn't as hard as um. It seemed. I have a little video for it. I, I don't know if I want to share it, but we'll see. And um, yeah, I was just like, man. And it, the ammo gave me some other issues at, at a different point. Just some of them just being a little underpowered and not ejecting the way I want them to. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and make sure my extractor is on point. Maybe I'll just replace it at this point, just in case. Just in case it's on the gun, you know. But yeah, the point being. Good ammo, get that. I don't. I don't really necessarily recommend running things that, you know, if you can avoid it, especially for people who are less experienced. More yeah. experience is, you know, uh, uh, that's fine, but you're not going to see me walking the street with a reman, ever. First of all, yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's going to be brand new box of, you know, hollow points, the best I can get. We're going to go from there. Absolutely. I fully endorse that. Absolutely. So uh, let's see. So in the pre-show, we asked a little bit about, you know, um, asked a little bit about passions, right? I mm -hmm. usually ask my guests like, hey, what are you passionate about? And uh, usually those passions coincide with the interests by which I found them, you know? And um, yeah. uh, one of the things that, that you said, I asked, hey, is there anything else that you're passionate about? And you said you were passionate about fatherhood. And that hit me because I just welcomed my son into the world uh, about a month ago. Congratulations, so, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Man, I tell you what, it changed me. You know? And... Um, Always does. Seems like it anyways. Yeah. Um, so, I know you have a one-year-old. Like, your oldest is one, right? Oldest is three. Oh, this is three. Okay. Yeah, my second, uh, my second girl, she's, uh, she'll be one by the time this comes out, she'll be one. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. how did having kids affect the way that you, 
the way that you shoot, the way you enjoy your passions, the way you do your podcast? Man, um, I think it, it gives you more perspective. And that's one of the early, I guess, mottos for the show was like cooking a perspective. And I even had my sister, who's a young artist, cook a piece of artwork where it's me in a chef's hat with a spatula and a gun because I thought that was cool. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I, I still like it. I might make it into a patch for you know, the Patreon guys or something, you know, people who, who can appreciate. But to the, to the question, how did it impact things? It, Oftentimes it made it harder. It made me work harder for, to be able to enjoy the passions and to do the things. Cause you know, I got to put, if, if not, if I didn't have kids, the show would be live, maybe interviews start at seven o'clock at night, maybe six or whatever. Um, but the show starts at eight 30 for a reason. It starts at eight 30. Cause you know, my, my youngest goes to bed somewhere after seven o'clock and my, my, the oldest girl, should probably be in bed probably by 8 15 at the latest if i can beg her please please go to bed i have the thing <laughs> i know you don't care i know you have you have you do not care <laughs> i know you do not care but please please go to bed i have a thing and i'm, I'm, I'm an involved dad like i'm reading bedtime stories like every night if I can, like if I, the, the nights that I can't, I feel some type of way. So, and um, you know, that's kind of gaining more perspective and understanding that little kids, that I was a supervisor in a call center when I was in my early twenties. And um, people always joke, like the oldest people on the, on the team um, were, they were like little kids. And it's true. <laughs> it's so true. Like now that I have little kids, little toddlers, little tyrants, as they say, um, they want what they want and they don't care. <laughs> and they, they, their way is their way. And they think they're right. And they think they're smart. And that may or may not be the case. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And they overhear too many things. So yeah. Yeah. And they, and they tell stories they shouldn't. Old people and little kids are the same. So that said, um, really just understanding perspective, um, understanding some of the sacrifice that goes into this. In regards to the firearms training, realizing like it's not just me. It's not just, okay, prepare my wife, help her to defend herself. I literally have little kids who are completely helpless. And in and, and a lot of ways that they're helpless, a gun cannot fix that problem. Like the gun can't, tell me if somebody has violated their sanctity you can't and in a way that oftentimes little kids don't know how to speak for themselves I, i'm very concerned about that just as a dad of girls um weird little stuff like okay like am i am i being overprotective am i being a helicopter dad you know i'm, I'm got two girls, you know, they're beautiful girls. Like if somebody sees them who is a sicko, they're going to try to snatch them up. I know it. So like, what, what do I need to do to be smarter than the people who would want to harm them? You know, what, what do I need to do to be prepared for the sick individual who is interested in, you know, ax murdering or shooting up a, a place where they might be, you know, or is a place that I'm dropping them off. Do they have preparation? You know, I'm in my, Am I going to ask some questions or do I seem like a psycho crazy guy who's like, hey, do you guys have an active shooter protocol? You know, it's like, do I, do I seem like a weirdo for asking that? You know, like, what do you, you guys keep guns here just in case? You know, like, 
is you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And so I'm thankful because part of me being in the church that I am is they take their safety team very seriously. And I, I joined that um, one for myself, but I, if I didn't have kids there, I might've just been like, ah, it's okay. I don't need to do that. Um, I'm like, I would like to be as involved as possible in the safety as my, of my children being in, you know, in church and a place where they, where they ought to be, in my opinion. Um, and just, okay. Like how can I, push myself to be the best defensive shooter, be the most accurate as I can be. Like when I go to train, um, not just the stuff that you see on camera, but the stuff that there's a lot of my training doesn't get recorded, which is how it should be really, in my opinion. Um, except from, you know, my purposes of looking back at it per se, I'm like, can I get the smallest target possible? Cause I want to be pinpoint accurate. Yeah. I, I can't miss like, if I'm shooting in my house, can't miss. Which inevitably you may, but you know, aim small, miss small. And so th these are some of the some of the thought processes that I have. It's like, okay, how can I be the most prepared as possible? A lot of the times when I do gun reviews, I do it from the perspective of like, not some like security guy or some or whatever whatever labels you might try to put on me, but and not as some like you know Call of Duty you know avatar because I'm I'm not that but as a dad of girls, a dad of small kids. Okay. Like what was some gear that I can have? Like, how can I carry in such a way where it's not uncomfortable for them? Cause I'm carrying them a lot. And depending on where they are, you know, if they're sitting on me or crawling over me, you know, guns are not soft, squishy things. Yeah. Like, so how can I, with the gear that I'm running, accommodate them the most and some people be like well my kids doesn't bother them. they're crawling over me all the time and you know i found that the sidecar holster doesn't generally work for me if they're going to be crawling on me because the mags that i'm running um are a little pointy so they're going to be you know smashing down on the on the on the corners of the mat and that's not that's not cool like that's not we can we can do other things we can yeah. do other things so that's um that's a lot of a lot of the considerations and just kind of letting you into my mind, a lot of the considerations that I've had in the recent years. And there's some more stuff there, but that's the stuff that comes to mind off rip. Another, I guess another thing is when I'm traveling to events, oftentimes I have to try to be very considerate. Like, okay, can they come with me? You know, can my wife and my two small children come with me or are they going to be stuck? here in the city and I'm at an event for two days. It's a long time to leave my wife with two small kids. She's also in a, you know, she's back in school. She's I married up in the sense that she's a brainiac working on her, uh, working on her doctorate. She's a public health uh, professional. And um, all right. You know, she's working on her doctorate. She's got two small kids. She literally works in public health right now. And uh, am I going to leave her? with these two kids, you know, even if it's over a weekend, that's, that's a lot, you know, should I come, should I just go for one day and come back? Probably, you know, like it just makes me reevaluate the way I do things. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Um, I'm finding myself reevaluating a lot. Yeah. Like what a lot you, of stuff uh, is, what are you evaluating? Like a lot of stuff is just falling off my plate. 
you know, it's just, it's just way, it was way too close to the birth. Like the kid is way too young. He's only a mm-hmm. month right now. Um, and the most important thing for me right now is I don't want my wife to feel like I'm pawning off my child on her, you know? Oh yeah. Cause I don't it's, your, want to... it's your kid. Yeah. It's your kid. And feel like, you know, like, like, uh, I get to go off and do, you know, cool stuff and, shoot guns with my friends while she's at home changing the diapers. That's not cool. You know, it's not Um, cool. It is going to happen. If you are dedicated, that moment will happen at times, even, even if you try your hardest, but I'm so glad you're considering these things. Yeah. So, and also I want to make sure that I don't want, I don't want my son to get off, you know, I don't want him to get the idea that dad isn't always going to be there. And mm-hmm. I don't want that idea to plant into his head too young, you know? Wow. Like he's, a, I just, I don't know. I don't know how much he perceives of the world around him, but I don't want him to feel like dad's not there because I know what that feels like. So, yeah. Well, there, the thing about it is, even if he's too young to understand that concept fully, to understand the concept of your constant presence versus your occasional presence, which I'm sure at some, some level he can, um, building those habits in yourself, you know, atomic habits, um, and to a point where this is who you are, you know, this is what it means to be a father for you. I think that's so important because eventually you're going to have a fully grown team which is a horrifying place to be. I I imagine I've mentored young boys for a while and the, the, the amount of time between when a child is, you know, one, two, three versus, you know, 11, 12, 13, it's not that much time. Like if you really think about it, it was uh, 2010, not that long ago, you know, you were doing, you could, you, you could tell me what you were up to and it doesn't feel too different between, uh, 2017 like if i ask you what were you doing in 2017 it felt like 2010 i bet unless your life was just totally different but so time flies and if you are not constant if you're not steady if you're not willing to give up your dreams for the sake of your children what are you doing like there's guys who are literally like they go out there and they grind and they make sure that their kids have everything or they're just workaholics like like me i'm kind of a workaholic um if i'm passionate about it i am if i don't want to do a thing like i'm not invested. I'm just not going to give it my all, which is probably my toxic trait, but this is something that I'm passionate about. And I have to tell, like, I'm constantly fighting myself. Like, okay. Like my wife is constantly fighting me too. Like, Hey, you know, like you can put your phone down. Like, you, you know, you, you, you wait till the girls go to bed before you hop on the, do the editing. I'm like, you know, you're right. You're right. And sometimes I get a little mad cause I'm like, I hate to feel like I'm failing. Yeah. And maybe I'm being too honest, but I hate to feel like I'm failing. I hate to feel like I'm failing them. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to think about. Um, yeah. I, um, man, I could, there's so much I can relate to that there. Just fear of failure. Mm-hmm. How do I evaluate um, how good of a father I am? You know? Right. Like, how can I assign a grade to that? I just, I just don't know. I just do the best I can. Right. So. And like, like, what do you, what do you compare yourself to? Do you compare yourself to 
father figures in your life, whether it's a real dad or like uncles or whoever, like, can, can you, is that a fair comparison or do you have to compare you to you? You know, do you have to compare you to your ideal situation? Like, cause like if we talk about even in the world of content creation, like who should I compare myself to? Can I compare myself to people with channels of my size, with followings of my size? No. My competition, if it's competition, it's like Colin Noir. Like that's in my mind, that's that's what I'm doing. Like that, those are the people that I compare myself to when I say, hey, was the video good? Well, would Colion like it? You know, I'm not saying he's like God or anything. He's you know, he's <laughs> just a guy. He's just a guy. But yeah. And but people who I look up to in regards to, you know, the space of fatherhood, you know, guys in my community who I feel like are doing a good job, like guys who are doing things that I'm not doing, I'm just like, dang, how do you, how do you find it within yourself to have this kind of patience, to not raise your voice, to not do the little things, which come so naturally, you know, how do you, how do you do it? You know, you have guys who, and I find myself being, being like, uh, you know, daddy of the year candidate for doing little things like uh, showing up for park days. Cause sometimes my wife can't show up cause she's got to work late or whatever. And I'll be like, ah. she's like, you want to take the girls? I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess. And I didn't know that that's such a weird thing. Cause I go in it's just all moms and I'm just like, well, maybe one or one or two dads is there. I'm just like, Oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess this isn't normal. Why isn't this normal? Why aren't there more dads? I don't know. That's a good question. And the dads that show up, I'm just like, okay, I guess I can compare myself to you a little bit. Like you're doing the thing that I want to be doing, being there for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Being steady, being constant. Sometimes you got to be steady. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be steady. You're giving me a lot to think about. Um, tell you what, we're about an hour and five minutes in. Wow. Um, it just yeah, flies, huh? it just it did just fly. We were talking about that earlier. And um, I'll tell you what, um, this will be a good time to, you know, to go ahead and wrap it up. I, if you let me, we'll talk for four hours, but yeah, you know, right. I want to be, res- I mean, I want to be respectful of your time. <laughs> well, I want to be respectful of your audience's time as well. I, you know, I, I can go for another three hours really, but I don't know the show is normally up to an hour. Was there something else that you just really wanted to go over before we, I guess, get to a wrapping point? This right here is excellent. I, um, okay. I think that we had a really, really excellent conversation. I learned a lot from you and, nice. you know, I'm looking forward to bringing you back on the show. If you know, just tell me one. Absolutely. Yeah. Just tell me one. That sounds fantastic. Um, so Aaron of armed Atlas, uh, where can folks find you? Where can we enjoy your content? So one of the one of the best places to find me is in my stories. For some reason, people don't check the stories the way they should. But at armed underscore atlas on Instagram, youtube.com forward slash at armed atlas for the gun tube stuff, like you know, gun reviews, gear reviews, that kind of thing, lifestyle stuff. If you want to look and listen to a really cool podcast that I poured my heart and soul into for the last two years plus at costly pod youtube.com at costly pod for you know cost of conversations podcast and um you can also find it you know spotify apple podcast cost of conversations podcast and some other platforms too if there's a specific platform that you use and i'm not on there hit me up 
it's easy. You just put the RSS feed in there and it'll go. And um, those are, those are the main places. I think there's a Twitter, like I'm at Atlas on Twitter, but I don't use it as much really to really, really communicate. But, you know, I'm there too. If you really want to hear my thoughts there for some reason. Um, but yeah, I'm wherever you are. So let me know where you guys are and, you know, I'll be there and hit me a DM. Like if you've listened this far, shoot me a DM. I want to know that you listened to it. Let me know if you agree with anything. Let me know if you absolutely hated this episode. I want to know. So here for it. Hit me up. Absolutely. All of those socials and all of those contact information. Um, um, I took notes. I'm going to put it into the description and everywhere that you listen to this podcast or everywhere that you watch the video, uh, you're going to see those links and those socials uh, go to uh, there's also um, Patreon. Uh, if oh, you want to support yeah. Armed Atlas. Thank you. Uh, where he's at his Patreon. And also, the man's got merch. You know, he's, uh, you. if you want to support him by, you know, and you want to support his mission and his message, and it's a fantastic message, you can buy his merch. I think it's armedatlas.com. No, it's, it's currently still being hosted on Glock Bay's website. Glock Bay is the, the hat that I'm wearing right now at glockbay.com. And, um, one other thing, if you guys don't use Instagram or whatever and you want to shoot me a message, info at costlymedia.com, costlymedia.com, info at costlymedia.com. And uh, uh, we, can, we can email if you have a question or concern or maybe if there's somebody you want to, you want to bring on this show or you have conversations. I don't, I don't know. It's however you want to do it, guys. Sounds fantastic. Man, Aaron, thank you so much for inviting me, man. I appreciate this. This is, this is cool. I'm glad I got a chance to share. I normally don't get a chance to share this much. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to listen to it. Like, just gaining these perspectives and, you know, this is awesome. This is yeah. incredible. Well, All right. And folks, um, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this video, um, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate the time you're spending with us. Um, you could have spent your time doing anything anywhere and you're spending it with us. I just want to let you know how much we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for watching and listening. Welcome to Memphis.